You were called to make the world brighter, to run on the front lines, to cast vision where it had not yet landed. You were not gifted to be a random burst of energy, but a consistent force that enables the world to hear beauty, see potential, and write stories in a way that points the world to Jesus. Provoke and Inspire. Welcome to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. This is uh, number two of the Road Report edition, and uh, it's a unique time for us because we are in a hotel room slash, well, I don't know, it's kind of like a hostel at at a church, I think, Uh, and I am joined not only by David, who's a podcast regular, but also Mike Ritter. Uh, Who are you? (laughs) I think you said it all right there. I'm Mike Ritter. But what do you do? I play keys with a band, and I tell people about Jesus. All right, so Mike Ritter is, this is his first year with us, and uh, we invited him to be part of this road report because God has also used him to uh, talk to a lot of people, and have he's had, particularly recently, has had really great conversations. And so uh, the heart behind these road reports is to share what it is that we are doing. Uh, this is kind of a down season for the Provoke and Inspire podcast because we are on the road which I think kind of makes sense in a lot of ways because we are not just talking about the principles related to telling people about Jesus through art and music, but we are, all, we are also actually doing it, um, which I think is a pretty good reason to be, be on a down season with our podcast. Uh, but David, what you haven't said a whole lot. so Well, I'm just kind of waiting. I've been really enthralled with the conversation. I've found it very engaging, so I didn't want to interrupt the flow. I'm not sure sarcasm is going to translate on the podcast, but uh, Who's, I, we'll add liner notes that says he was doing the quotation fingers as he was speaking, so for clarity. Okay, so anyway, so are, am I going to do, get to do a random story, or are you going to just keep going on and on, or what? Well, I was going to let you do some sort of salutations, and then I was going to introduce it. And why is Greenwood not here? Where's Luke? Luke? Yeah. Uh, he's, he's on sort of uh, on a tea excursion. Which basically involves. I heard that. Now that's not what Kip told me. Kip told me that Luke was with uh, Nigel, and uh, that they were doing some kind of uh, like speaking tour tag team thing. Right. It was. But uh, that's what I heard. Right. 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 It was called Diplomacy and Silence. Yeah, I think something like that. But it, I've heard that it's going really well, and, and uh, who knows? You know, it could be the break that they've been looking for. It's the break that I've been looking for. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so was that a pre-random story? Oh, and where's Chad, by the way? Ch- Chad? Yeah. Yeah, Chad's on a nine-week uh, Maui vacation. He is? Yeah, he is. He's he's taking scuba lessons. Uh, he's he's doing pontoon adventures. He he befriended a fish. Man, I tell you, Chad knows how to party, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. There's If there's anything I've known about Chad is he knows how to party. Absolutely. What do you think? But about? I think so. Anyway, it's really great to be uh, <laughs> to be here on tour. Where are we? Oh yes, in Ukraine. We're well. We're near Kiev, but then people keep saying the t- we're. I guess we're in a suburb called like Schnurv or something. Well, apparently Shnurv? we're we're not that Shnurv. far. We're it's a suburb of Kiev. Kiev is if it Schnurv? So am I going to get to tell my random story? Or yeah, go or ahead. What? Tell your second random story. David's random story. So anyway. I was, uh, we were on tour in Albania, and in different parts of the world, they greet each other in different ways. For example, if you're in Germany, you stand back about, you know, from a long distance and you shake, you shake hands, even if it's like you're, 
your father. You know, hello, father. And uh, if you're <laughs> in, um, if you're in, like America in the USA, you do like this thing in a lot of places. The bro now, tap, like the little little. Yeah, the bro the little, tap, like the little thing on the back. The bro thing. tap is that what it's called? I think. Okay, yeah, and then they the have like, tap, tap. and then in in like in Sao Paulo in Brazil, if you greet somebody, a girl, you're supposed to give them a kiss on on one cheek, and then if you're in another part of Brazil, you're supposed to give them a kiss on two two <laughs> on two cheeks two cheeks, and uh, anyway, so it gets quite complicated, and so we're in Albania. And uh, it was after a show that, you know, from a tour we just were doing in Albania. And so this grandma came up to me, and she was with her daughter, I, I guess. And, and uh, she said, uh, oh, my grandma's here, and she really wants to tell you, you know, thank you for coming to the, you know, for the concert. And grandma's there, and she's like, ooh, yes. So she, I could tell. <laughs> what that, did the grandma say? She's like, ooh, yes. And then I thought, <laughs> well, so I'm supposed to greet her. So I thought, well, I... I think I'm supposed to give her a kiss, you know, like on the left cheek. So I'm, so I, uh, that's so I started going for the left cheek. Well, get, grandma went right and I ended up kissing her on the lips. <laughs> so you know, it was Wait, a little awkward can, after would, that, but grandma didn't seem to mind. I would like to extract and, uh, the phrase. We just, we just moved right on. That I went for grandma and I ended up kissing her on the lips. That's great. I went to kiss grandma on the on her cheek. Oh, that was what like it was. you do in Brazil or or in you know a lot of places. So what, what would you say the moral of the story is? I don't know if there's any moral to the story. It just it's just I felt a little weird about it. Grandma didn't seem to mind. Wow, that might be a whole new demographic for you. Yeah, so that's it. That's All right, my... well let that be the lesson learned. Uh, when in doubt, don't kiss the left cheek, or make sure you're, she's moving the other way. I just find just don't kiss at all, you know. David's random story. So there you go. That's the random story. <laughs> all right. So all right, trying to pull this thing back together, uh, which is easier said than done. One thing that is, I think, also worth mentioning is we were on a major radio station before one of our shows in Ukraine. I think they had around a hundred thousand uh, listeners a day. Yeah. Uh, and we had our our Ukrainian national organizer with her, with her, with us. His name's Valeri. Mm-hmm. I said her because it's somewhat relevant to what I'm about to say, yeah. which is that we're on live radio, and uh, we introduced this is like their biggest FM radio. Yeah, station. it's huge radio station, yeah. and we, I, you know, I try to be funny, and I say, well, we bring Valeri along because he's the uglier version of me, yeah. and it gives me confidence. And then you come in and you say, and he's also a man, in case you can't notice. Yeah, but I wanted to... It's the radio. You can't see people on the radio, can you? So how are they supposed to know? And I didn't want, I didn't want, he, I didn't want him to feel bad later when he's out on the street and people didn't know. So, so now everyone knows that Valeria's a man, so... Yeah, and I, when I think that was an affirmation of who he is and, and everything else. All right, anyway. Okay, well, so now we're going to try to pull this together. And uh, the, the purpose of these road reports, other than the shenanigans uh, that were the last 10 minutes, is to, to share what it is that's, that's happening. Uh, Ukraine is a unique place for us in, the, in our mission in Steiger um, because we have been doing things there for, I think, six or seven years now, the first time. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while that we've been coming here, and we've got like amazing stuff happening yeah. all over the country. It's yeah. really, really cool. It's really great because what's happened in Ukraine is that we started going, um, God sort of supernaturally opened up a door like he often does, 
Uh, and then we started having a lot of Ukrainians come to our mission school in Germany. And I know Luke uh, would, you know, he's probably off on a speaking tour with Nigel, but he would like me to mention that the school. Yeah, we he have, has. He's been quiet though. He's been quite silent. Luke or, or Nigel? Both of them. I think he's trying to be like Nigel now. Okay. Anyway, so he uh, he would want me to mention the school. Uh, that we have. It's in near Dresden in Germany. It's a 10-week school for serious Christians who want to take the next step in missions, uh, often with Steiger, most often with Steiger. And we had a lot of Ukrainians coming through our school, being sent back to their cities, really on fire for Jesus, really excited about evangelism and using art and music for evangelism. And now we have this crazy movement happening in Ukraine. I mean, just to give you some evidence of that, uh, we have this, this mission team of young people that are following our tour around and I think we've had like 30 or 40 of these young people that literally are traveling everywhere we're going, yeah. every show that we There's have. There's been more, sometimes 60. Yeah, and we have we have a, also a group from, from the U.S. here. And so all up, we're like 80 people or something crazy. Yeah. We're like a small city. Yeah. Uh, and we, we literally are able to go into these cities yeah. and, and have this army of people that can, that, that can be at the show, create a great atmosphere, but then most importantly, talk to people afterwards. Yeah, it's been amazing, really. Yeah, yeah it really, really has been amazing. Really. And we've seen, we've seen God do incredible things. I mean, our average crowd has been well over 1,000. I mean, last night, we were in the suburb of Kiev, and we had several thousand. I would say two and a half to 3,000, yeah, yeah. easy. And everywhere we're going, we're seeing people giving their lives to Jesus. And it just continues to confirm that that people are open. I mean, yeah. the context geopolitically is is the Russian-speaking world is closing down. I mean... Yeah, that's right. It, it's crazy. I mean, there are so many countries in the, in the Russian-speaking world where you can't even preach, where, where the government basically doesn't allow you uh, to do evangelism of any kind. Yeah. And Ukraine, by contrast, is extremely opening. And, uh, and open, like after, after our show last night, a guy came up to me and he... He said, uh, "Is there any way that you could go to play with for the soldiers, you know, in eastern Ukraine?" Yeah, because again, as most people forget, there's still a war going on in the east of Ukraine. Yeah, I mean, last year when we were on tour, um, G. Art, one of our dancers, was injured, and we could hardly find an open hospital bed for him. Because yeah, there's of all so that. many soldiers yeah. in, in the in the hospital. So, so it's unbelievable opportunities, that's for sure. Yeah. So what I what I want to do is I didn't, you know, Mike again is here from the band, and I, I just wanted him to be able to share from his perspective. So we're, you know, as proof that we're not just making all of this up, uh, what you've experienced, Mike, and just sort of the, the testimonies of, of what God's allowed you to do uh, after these shows. Yeah, definitely. Um, so first off, what I've, what I've seen, um, first and foremost, is that people want to know the truth, like they really want to know the truth. Um, so when you come to countries, I think having a Western perspective of America, you might think, oh, Albania, they probably don't want to know about Jesus. They're Muslim, they probably don't want to hear, or Ukraine, you know, maybe... Who knows? Um, but what I'm finding is that, one, young people are drawn to music. A lot of young people are tired of living the way they're living, and they realize that there's, that there's a lot of lies um, that they're being fed, and they want to know the truth. Um, and one thing I was talking with someone earlier tonight about Ukraine uh, is that, it's, that people really are open here. Um, they really are. It's not everywhere you can go. I can think even in the States, it's really hard for me to go up to a stranger and just start talking about Jesus. They are pretty quick to shut down and just be like, okay, I don't want to hear that. But here, it just seems I can go up to anyone and say, hey, do you know Jesus? And they'll, they'll listen and they'll talk. And um, So that's, that's one thing I've seen. Um, another thing is that it's a reminder that, that if you have a willing heart, and if you say, God, I, I want to be used and I, I just want you to use me, regardless if I'm on stage or not, um, God's faithful. 
Um, and we've seen some miraculous things happen. Um, I, I can't even list how many prayers. I'm sure the guys will agree that we've had this massive prayer list for this tour um, that every every day before the show, we have prayer time together and we lift up specific things, very specific things, whether it's the weather um, or whether it's healings or, or uh, just anything like that. And God has just come through and answered time and time again. Mm-hmm. Um, not because we're anything special, but because He's just a good God and we're just saying, God, we, we really need you. Um, so just a, a quick story of... Um, Kind of what what we've seen. Uh, there was a show in Albania, and um, there was this young this young woman who who came up to me after, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I was really excited. I love the show." And a lot of people we talk to love the show because it's an awesome show. I mean, it's there's if you've never seen it, there's a lot of light effects and fire and dancers. It's it's awesome. So I'm not surprised when I hear people say I like the show. But I want to know more than that. And so she said, "Yeah, I I felt something. There's something inside of me that's different." Um, so I said, well, what, what do you think that is? She's like, I, I don't know. I, I just, when I saw, I think it was Jesus. And when he died, I think, and when he came back, I, don't, I just felt something powerful, something inside of me. Um, and I, and then I talked to her more and said, well, what do you, what do you think that is? I mean, that's, you're seeing truth for the first time in your life. And she said, yeah, I think in my own words, the best way I could put this is I felt Jesus for the first time. I felt him touch me, touch my heart. Um, and this is someone who said they've never heard this message, um, so for people who think that maybe the gospel is irrelevant or, you know, like kind of outdated, I'm talking, we were in, I was in a random city that I would have never pictured myself being a year ago in Albania. I have this young woman who sees us for the first time and God shows up and touches her heart. And she said, my whole life is going to be different now. My whole yeah. life is going to be changed. Yeah. I mean, and also in Poland, there's a, there's a guy who, who we ask people if they want to give their life to Jesus to raise their hand and and as an indication of that and this one guy raised his hand and and he said when i when i put my hand up in the air and said i wanted to know jesus and this is in very sophisticated poland i mean it's a very sophisticated country people are very cynical especially about religion there especially the the people that we reach in our shows and he raises his hand he goes when i put my hand up in the air i felt i felt someone else touch my hand yeah and he said it, and he knew it was God. Yeah, and, you know, this is like we're seeing well, yeah, this all over the place. We're seeing that everywhere. And I, and one one thing I've, I find interesting also is is I, I mentioned this the story about the radio interview, but we've seen a lot of that on this tour, and mm-hmm. I feel like you know we often talk about on this podcast about the idea of of not selling out and commercial mm-hmm. success being a risk and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And I, truthfully, I think. I really believe God wants to give artists big platforms. I think yep. he wants us on national TV. He wants us on national radio. He wants us, you know, we've been playing for 2,500 people. You know, we were told in one of the cities that we were in uh, two nights ago, they basically said, we never have crowds like this. I mean, we have famous bands come rolling through here, yep. and there's nowhere near these kinds of crowds. Yep. And so again, I, I don't, we are not against Big things, big events, big exposure. My heart would be that God would raise up an you army know, of artists. It's funny you're talking about that radio interview because when we did that radio interview a few days ago, the the guy that was comment, you know, the what do you call the guy, the interviewer, radio you know, host, or? yeah, the host. He was saying that he felt this positive energy more than he's felt it from any other yeah. band. But yeah. the thing I didn't like. Is, is he felt this. He goes, man, I've been around, I've interviewed a lot of bands because any band that comes through there is going to be on their, on yeah. their radio program. Yeah. And he said, I felt this energy, said, but we didn't say anything because it was about promoting the show. And I felt really like, 
man, that was lame. I mean, I, I don't know if we should have said it live on the air or, or what. But well, yeah. because the reason I say that is today I did a TV interview with a television station here. And again, I'm with this other band, and it, it was like uh, just, hey, well, you know. And you thought, well, I got to just say something. Yeah, no, no. And it's like, oh, this album or whatever. And I thought, forget it. I'm not doing that. Right, right. So I just said, well, we're here because the because we want people to know that that they're they're not an accident that there's a real God who created them and I just basically talked Preached, about yeah. Jesus and and you know screw the talking about your the albums and then what did she do she talked to me 90% of the interview and wanted to know about this message was really excited about it and and said could you I could you know could I hope the whole city you know, we'll hear this message, and and I hope that what we're saying here will get more people to your concerts. And I actually, at the end of it, was able to pray for her. Wow, you know, and I thought, yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I, I think when we did that that radio um, interview, and it was like getting promotion to yeah, get but to be to fair, shows, I did, but I don't know, I did, I I wasn't able to be as clear because again, I was yeah. given the impression that we were supposed to sort of get people to want to come to the show, right. But I, again, I think what that comes back to is, is that we become so conventional in our approach, and, yeah, and we exactly. think we have to kind of come up with this slick model, yeah. but the reality is God is powerful. Yeah. And, 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 and when we forget that, we start to make it about how perfect our strategy is. And, and just yeah. to exemplify that, I mean, one of our prayers this, this tour has been that God would show up in miraculous ways and signs mm-hmm. and wonders. And Mike, you, you had actually something like that happen just a few nights ago, and it kind of puts the to rest all of this strategic nonsense yeah, exactly. when you just see God move, then you don't need all of that. So Mike, maybe you can share what happened. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we, we just finished playing a show. We were going out, we were talking to people, um, had some really good conversations. And then I see this, uh, group of, uh, young, young men and women. And there was a young man with a cast on his hand and I just felt, okay, you know what? I, I'm going to go, let's go pray for this guy. Um, so me and my translator, we went over to him and we introduced ourselves, we talk and I said, Hey, so what, what's wrong with your hand? And he's like, he's trying to explain, yeah, I, I was uh, riding like a bike and I, I fell and I, I broke it. It's my hands busted. My fingers busted. So I have to wear this cast. And so I asked, okay, well, um, can we, can we pray for you? And he was like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? He was really open to it. And his friends were like, yeah, let's pray. And, and they're encouraging him, let's pray in, in faith. And I was like, yeah, I just want you to know, like, God, God is my friend, um, and he's my father, and, and he's also our healer, so he can, he can do this. Um, so we just laid hands on him. We pray for him for a couple minutes, and then I say, okay, can you test out your hand? And so he starts wiggling his fingers, and he has this kind of look on his face, this smile, and, I, and they're starting talking in, you know, in, in Ukrainian or Russian, and, and I'm like, what's going on? And like, oh, he, he's in shock, and he's saying that he, he couldn't move his fingers like that before. Um, I'm like, okay, uh, do you have any pain or anything? He's like, I have a little bit of pain, but I can move my fingers. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to pray again. Um, so we pray again with him. And, uh, after we finished praying, he's just in shock and he has a smile on his face. He's not saying anything. We're like, okay, what, what's going on? What's going on? And, and they, they're saying, oh, he's, he's saying that he's going to go home and cut it off because there's no pain. He can move his fingers. Uh, and I was like, Awesome. I mean, yeah, I, that's, I'm that's not a amazing. doctor. And the thing is, the next day, they have a, we have follow-up meetings. He went to the follow-up meeting with no cast. He cut the cast yeah, off. Yeah. And he showed people. He said, yeah, my hand is completely healed. Like, yeah. it, it's, 
And so I just told him, like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not giving you any medication. I, I'm just a man. I'm just here. I'm tired. And we're just asking God to heal because that's what he does. Yeah, and, and also, you, I don't know if you mentioned that, but he would, he's like uh, the manager or something of a very well-known band yeah. in the city. Yeah, yeah so, and he I was mean, also... Only he was also only saved, and uh, they told us he was saved on Monday, and the show was on Saturday, I believe. And they're like, yeah, he actually just was saved on Monday. Yeah. So yeah. for him, that was even more affirmation that yeah. like God really does love you. God really yeah. does love us. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and it just to me, things become convoluted when we start making it about our methodology and not God's power. Yeah. And when you see God's power demonstrated in that way, it really crystallizes things in a sense that you just. <laughs> you stop trying to make things so complicated, and you just yeah. preach Christ and Him crucified. But yeah, that's right. And I think the reason we don't is because, like it talks about in 1 Corinthians one twenty seven, God chooses the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Yeah. And so the message is foolish, as cool as we can make it. And we, tr- you know, yeah, and I th- like you said, Mike, I think our show is pretty cool. But if we are gonna, if we're gonna take, you know. If we would stop it, we have a, a song that we do halfway, and if we would stop there... It's an be, epic moment, It's but it an epic moment, you know, lame. with the lights we do and all that. Um, but because we carry on and we bring the cross, we do it in, a, I think, a pretty artistic, cool way, but it draws a line, and it's foolish. And because of that, um, you, have to, you have to take it, you have to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just do this. I don't right. care what happens, and that's when God moves. That's 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 what He chooses to use. Right, and it, again, it comes back to your primary motivation, and really always bringing that before Jesus and asking Him. Because in the end of the day, there, you know, you wrestle with it sometimes. Because like like you're saying, we have this moment in the show, and we get everyone to hold lights up, and you know, we yeah. have thousands of lights, yeah. and it's this epic moment, and yeah. you know, there's there you hear this lie like. Right. Man, it'd be easy if we could just be like, "Good night, we Good love night, you." Yeah. Buy our merch. It's true. It's you know, true. and then yeah. and get in the van. But then at the same time, how empty is that? Yeah, exactly. And then I kind of this. If I even entertain that thought for a millisecond, then I this know. counter thought comes in and says, "Really? Yeah. Like, how dumb would this would this be worth it? Exactly. Like, you know, I there's there. I hate to use the word sacrifice because sacrifice is is, is ridiculous compared to the blessings of of doing what we do. But I'm not away from my family. So I can sell T-shirts. Exactly. You know, I'm away, I'm away from my family right now because I believe that God's power to change is real. That people are desperate for the truth, and we get to experience that. I mean, I was just telling my my wife today that she is part of that. That by letting me be here, yeah, by people giving us their hard earned money, by people praying for us, they're not doing that. So I can sing about nothing and and sell merch. Exactly. Or you know, and so with with that challenge you felt about the TV station, yeah. it, it also applies generally to whatever platform God has given us. So we are not anti big exposure. We've been getting big exposure. Right. I right. mean, everywhere we go, we've been, we've seen right. Even of like for example in exposure. Albania, um, you know, we were I was able to very clearly, and this was fortunately not the case with the radio station. I basically was able to preach on the main national news station in all of Albania. Right. And just. And then the other two main ones were were showing the show and, and bits of the show and everything else. And talk else. about that show. How many people were at that yeah, show? Yeah, I mean, it was, again, it was, we were in the main square of Tirana, in this, which is the capital of Albania, huge crowd. Um, but without getting on that tangent, yeah. I, I, I think this is a, a decent place to wrap it up. But basically, God is moving on this tour, but clearly the things we're talking about transcend the tour. It's not just about our band doing these things. I mean, we are, we are, to me, sometimes I feel like there's this big secret, like, 
you could experience this too. God could use you like this. Yeah. You know, specifically speaking to artists, there are so many artists that this right now, as we speak, are just grinding it out on the road. You're just, you're at festivals, you're playing shows, it's a grind, and you're wondering, how did we get so far from what we started, you know, how we started this thing? How have mm-hmm. we gotten to this place where we're, you know, we're, we're just kind of sitting in the van when it's all over and like, oh man, 30 people showed up and we barely have enough money to get to the next venue and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it's an appeal to say, God could use you. God wants to use you if you would just surrender this and, and say, you know what, I'm going to make this about you, Jesus. I'm going to make this about your power and not overcomplicate it. And I think if you would do that, you would also experience things that would just leave you sort of speechless going, wow, well, yeah, great show, whatever. Lord, do this. This is why I'm here. Exactly. Um, and then then when you're taking that long ride to wherever you're going to be sleeping that night, you have this, you're tired, but you're going, man, it was so worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, awesome. I'm encouraged. I, you know, it's great. Thank you, Mike, for your contributions. It was you're really good, welcome. wasn't it, yeah. Ben? Yeah, I don't I, think I, I did great. But Ben, I don't think <laughs> I don't really think we should have him back. No, 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 no. You know, that's I we'll that's edit out bit, most of it, and we'll you know, you know probably stricken. Can I from can the I record. talk about how how a guy who won the Super Bowl helped no. me yesterday? No. Okay. Uh, so anyway, that's the Provoke and Inspire podcast. This was Road Rapool. Uh, that that might I'm go up talk there. About that story. Either, that might go up there with uh, anthropomorphic or whatever I said in, in terms of the epic fails linguistically. But that was road report dose or two, if you will. I don't know. I studied French for years. I don't know what I'm talking about. C'est dommage. That's it. Peace out, yo. Hey, no, actually, before we end, we are lining up a ton of super great guests Absolutely. for the fall. It's going to be so amazing. So if you're like if you're like chilling out and you're like, man, I want the Provoke and Inspire podcast back weekly. It's coming. We've got some great guests coming. I you mean, know, it's button really... up your shoes and put on your four brimmed hat because we're coming, baby. And we That's got right. guests. We got so many That's guests. Right. We got. We've got. Um, I don't know if any of it's public. No, we but got we, guests. We've got some guests. That, blow your mind. Is, is it not public? The guests that we're having. I don't think so. Oh, but they're coming, dude. They're coming, and they're not. Gals, they're not taking ladies. any prisoners either. So thanks no, for listening not. to the Provoke Inspire podcast. Stay well, real. Yeah. Live free. Peace. Thanks for listening to Provoke and Inspire, the official Come and Live podcast. To hear past podcasts, go to comeandlive.com. Got a question for the guys? Send it in to provokeandinspire at comeandlive.com.